0: if that was possible with a vaccine, it took this, you know, overwhelming crisis of the pandemic to drive that. Um, and I think the fact that we can really only point to adv- massive advances in medical sciences in recent years um, as, a, as a, as examples of the fact that society might still be progressing uh, casts a shadow on, on all the rest of human endeavor.
1: Yeah, I would, um, I suppose I would say one thing that strikes me is about the, so it's frequently seen as prescient, you know, so the way like it's been picked up on by so many by kind of um, Lashian leftists, so called, um, including some friends of the pod, Anna Kachian and Angela Nagel, for instance, um, as well as uh, Lash being picked up by some kind of neo-communitarian thinkers such as uh, Eric Kaufman um, or Matt Goodwin. Um, and often it's cast in the frame of being prescient, but I think um, it's more stagnation because Lash is very clearly talking about his own time and the fact that there's so much, um, you know, the fact that there's so much continuity in what he's identified with the current, with our own current time suggests to me um, that, um, you know, indeed, as he suggests himself, that society is um, profoundly stagnant. And some of the other, I mean, elements, which I think are kind of... Um, uh, some of the differences. I mean, I don't know how significant they are ultimately, but one of the things he identifies is inflation, right? As Alex mentioned, I mean, he identifies inflation as one of the characteristics of his own era that erodes, um, erodes the kind of sense of financial security among the middle classes and their capacity to um, store up for the future. And interestingly, it's kind of the inverse on that. So I was kind of trying to pay attention to things that are different between then and now, when he was writing, and one of the things is uh, the inverse that there's very low interest rates. So, but the effect is the same. There's no finance you know, there's less yeah. financial security as a result, and there is still no kind of you're still disincentivized from um, saving up for the future, right? You still kind of lack the financial security of having um, of having stable um, savings that are growing as you get older. So, um, anyway, I thought it was a, it was a kind of a I think, you know, the we live in the same era essentially with some significant differences but um, ones that ultimately seem to parlay into the same effects
2: well there's something then that needs explaining um, in one sense which is why has there been a continual a process of um, stagnation from 1979 to today like how has the exhaustion not reached some? sort of level where it's it's been reversed or there has been a countervailing tendency of some sort and i guess one of the points that might be suggested or one of the factors that might be thought to be relied upon to get us out of this um sort of using up a store of constructive ideas is is technology um and i think this is <clears throat> you know it's it, it's sort of the last resort of the of a, of a kind of um struggling elite to say well we have these um technological fixes which can lift us out which can provide new ideas new ways of living even if the ways of living i.e renting everything owning nothing um are not particularly appealing at least there isn't there an a forward um, something which is giving forward motion to society but that hasn't really materialized that hasn't technology hasn't really come about to to save bourgeois society in, in that sense i wouldn't say
0: no that's right i mean i think the dependence on technology the reliance on technology as a political solution um as a you know that politicians have recourse to it a social solution as also socially as the horizon of our expectation is not only um, indication of general social stagnation, but also on one hand is untrue because the technology doesn't really promise and it certainly hasn't d- delivered any significant increase in productivity in the way that was expected. Um, it's a 40 years of the internet and th- certainly 30 years, and that hasn't delivered the productivity gains that were expected. Um, and it's also come to be an increasingly oppressive force. I think, you know, all generations and kind of leap forwards in technology have elements of a sense of being oppressed by technology of being bereft because it takes away different forms of life that you previously knew. But now I like the example that you gave, George, because it's like, oh, in the future, you won't own anything. You'll just rent things. I mean, that's the conservatives critique of communism made manifest. You know, the conservative fear of communism, where no one will have, you know, when they're like, oh, they're going to come for your toothbrush or the communists are going to come for your toothbrush because you won't have any personal possessions. Because, of course, the conservatives yes, understand the, the lack of private property as lack of personal possessions, lack of personal belongings. Um, that's the vision that technolo- technologically enabled capitalism has for us. That's a vision that it, that it pr- pr- portrays. And it's not, it doesn't even promise a big leap in productivity because what it actually is, is, is rent-seeking.
2: So it substitutes things that you're currently able to buy for for rent-seeking. It's the abolition of private property by liberalism, not by communism. So...